Damn it, take two, okay? We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Oh, hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Wake Up Late with Dougie Show. Back for our second take for the day. Had a little fun here in the studio. But anyway, nevertheless, welcome to the show. We got a great show today. Uh, we're not going to act like we just did this for about a half hour, but we're going to recall everything we just did for you. We had a lot of fun. Let's hope it has fun the second time around. But I am Dougie Almeida, your host. And uh, joining us today is not only a guest, but I consider him a co-host amongst other other things, my good friend, Mr. Steve Mudflap McGrew. What's up, buddy? Hey, I'm Steve, and I just lost 250 pounds on Golo. <laughs> Golo. Whatever the hell Golo, Golo is. <laughs> you know, they always, they always try to make it different. You know, they're like, oh, this is different than any other weight loss program, you know. And uh, everybody I see on those Golo commercials all look chubby. You know what I mean? Um, what is up with that? Um, yeah. I, I mean, they, they look like they might have lost a few pounds from, from pooping, but, you know, there's there's not an extreme except for that the one guy, Steve, that, like, you know, like, yeah. stands up straight and holds his chest out, you know, like, look, I'm an after picture. Yeah, the right angle. Uh, none of those people could do 10 push-ups. That's the funny part about that weight loss, I imagine. Uh, what so happened to the president's... What happened to the president's physical fitness plan? Remember that? There yeah. used to be the elementary schools had this thing about the president's physical thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. The presidents, you had to be able to do a certain amount of pull-ups. You had right. to do a certain amount of push-ups, sit-ups in a certain amount of time. And, yeah. uh, I, you know, it was funny because the boys, not that we, you know, back then you're like, oh, this is very sexist, but the boys. Yeah. But e like even the boys and the girls had their own differences. Like we weren't considered equal then. Like the boys had to do, you know, pull-ups. You had to do like 10 pull. I don't remember what it was. And, but the women didn't have to do pull-ups. They just had to keep their chin above the bar, you know, keep the chin where we want it, <laughs> ladies. And, but, it, you know, but I remember it, it, when I'm thinking about that, when you just mentioned that I, I came into this thought of remember this one poor girl she was heavy she was the big girl she had a rough school she had a rough school life in elementary school she shit her pants in first grade yeah poor girl what? And, you know, she and, her biden? <laughs> yeah she she did her biden impression before biden well actually biden was probably around then but you know she she did and then of course she had to go to the office and wear these like weird like terry cloth pants she came back you know and everybody's like, you shit your pants but she was big. Those, I mean, are, she the, those are those you shit in your pants pants. Yeah. Yeah. What are you wearing those? For? <laughs> yeah. You either shit in your pants or you're going to, uh, you're going to be in the play uh, as Oscar the Grouch. I, um, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, so I felt so bad in this poor girl. And, uh, but yeah, she was, I remember the presidential fitness, uh, uh test, you know, she, she was, was just quiet. hanging there. Yeah. She was hanging there. Like she wouldn't pull her chin up. She was just hanging there. I'm like, couldn't we let her down? But she held on. I couldn't believe it. She had the strongest hands. She must yeah. have like a small cookie jar. She's always reaching the fucking <laughs> cookies. Got strong well, fingers. I, I, you know, the, the, these people that are got rid of things like that because of, you know, the, well, that makes somebody feel bad. They couldn't do the yeah. pull up. So they, that feels bad. They couldn't do the same amount of sit up. So they feel bad. Well, getting rid of it didn't help. That just made it everybody weaker. Yeah. You know, yeah. instead of going, okay, you can't do the pull-ups, go over there, we'll find something else for you to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, cry and whine and become a Democrat. That's what we're going to have you do. Um, yeah. You know, I, you know what I'm saying? And, and uh, yeah, the, 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 that was the thing, you know, you had to be in fit. Listen, I already said on this show that the only way we're going to get this country back in order is if there's a two-year mandatory, uh, like, uh, 
uh, uh, armed services commitment or or Peace Corps. Like, yeah, you don't yeah. have to go to war, but if you're not, you have to dedicate a year or two years into the Peace Corps and actually yeah. see how other people are living across the world so you can fucking a little be more you know, uh, respectful of what you have here. You know, stop complaining. Yeah. I, I said that about the, the kid that posted the uh, the crying in Starbucks video the other day. Mm. He's sitting on the bathroom floor in Starbucks crying because he has to work an eight-hour shift. He's scheduled all weekend long, and the manager hasn't come in. Manager should be here to help. There's there's all these customers out there on the floor. And I, and I said, anytime anybody posts a video like that, the government should be allowed to swoop in and stick them in the military. That, that's yeah. a sign that you need to toughen your ass up. Absolutely. Um, that's the thing. Listen, these kids have no have no ability to deal with adversity. They don't know what adversity is, you know, and, you know, and, and, and this is comes to a hard point. Like I would this is something I felt for many years because I've been with my wife for a quarter of a century and my wife is Cambodian and her mom and her went through the fucking killing fields of Cambodia. They were chased by the Khmer Army. They had to spend time in Thai, Thai in Thailand, uh, refugee, refugee camps in Thailand. You know what I mean? The fucking stories that I heard just the survival. So when I hear other people complaining about their fucking lives, I'm like, oh, my God. You know, are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, but but you're right. It's it's that adversity that we learn from. It's that adversity. What People are successful because they tried and they fucking failed. People who are successful did not just win every time they went to the fucking they stepped up to the plate. They 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 basically just busted their ass. They didn't you know, they didn't whine and fucking cry on the bathroom floor, you know, because things weren't working for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's 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 kind of like the people, it, the internet and social media has given a voice to stupid people, and and and, li and like you said, you, you can't you don't win if you don't fail. And sometimes people don't understand that you fail on purpose in business. You know what I mean? Like people buy businesses to shut them down because that's business. You don't want the competition, right. or you you know I need a billion dollar write off. I'm going to buy this company and bankrupt it so I can write it off. And then, yeah. but yet stupid people don't understand business. So they go, well, what about Trump? He, he bankrupt like three companies. Well, and he's still a billionaire, isn't he? Because yeah. he, they know how to work numbers and you don't asshole, you know? Yeah. I want that argument always was like, I would sit there. Well, first of all, you're, you're going to get mad because his, his uh, Taj Mahal casino in New Jersey went bankrupt you know, a flamboyant hotel that was trying to bring in big money to New Jersey. Yeah, I get New it. New Jersey? Uh, yeah. And uh, those people, a lot of the companies, remember, he, people always say he went bankrupt. No, the corporations he was setting up, the real estate trusts, the uh, the lead, the LLCs went bankrupt yeah. or whatever. Yeah, they, it's not just him personally. Uh, and, and when you make that many chances, like, you know, the old Babe, it's the old Babe Ruth story. You know, he hit, he had a, he hit 714, whatever is whatever fucking home runs, but he also struck out a million fucking times. You know what yeah. I mean? It, that's the difference. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, that, but that's the thing again, it's the adversity. It's, you know, life's all about decisions. You got to be able to make a decision. One, some people just sit there on the fence all day. What do I do? What do I do? I don't know. I don't, I don't want to mess up. I don't want to piss anybody off. And they, they think about it forever. And then time passes where the decision is no longer even important. The decisions, the decisions moment has passed. The opportunity has passed. You're I don't know what to do. And then those people who do well, they make a fucking decision and they go, hmm, this isn't working out too fucking well. You know what? Maybe I'm not going to get mad and go, 
who told me who told me to make that decision you know it's my mother's fucking fault it's my you know that's the fucking mentality as opposed to like ah, yeah. it was a bad fucking decision maybe i should do yeah. this next time well, big difference that's one thing that drives me crazy with with sort of with business and society now is nobody wants to make that decision like you know in the old days you could go to a company and they go oh we're sorry about that here let me replace it and they're like well that yeah. i can't do that i don't have the word from my manager and my manager needs to talk to the to the regional manager to find out if that's okay to replace yeah. that for you but the regional manager says i don't have the okay from corporate to say that i can you know the old days you could go back with a tire and somebody go let me just fix that for you yeah you know what yeah. i mean yeah. nobody wants to make a decision because that might come back on them where companies yeah. don't back up the employee anymore well, to make this a bit of a bipartisan show, if that's possible, uh, you know, even even uh, oh, uh, uh, former President Barack Obama was quoted as saying of his own party that, you know, they got to they got to get their shit straight because nobody likes walking on eggshells, which is a good example. You know, people today are tired. They, they feel everybody feels like they're being judged. People can't say what they want to say because they feel like they're going to be judged. You know, uh, you know, everybody that said made fun of people for making wearing masks, you know, you know, oh, my God, you know. And there's still people today wearing masks outside. Wearing masks. It's so fucking funny. Uh, I just, I just, you know, I have, I say something. I'm one of the, I'm, I look at him, I go, you're, you're, you really, I look at him and I go, you know, you, you're not that fucking bright, are you? You're really not. Um, I saw that last night out, out trick or treating. You know, you, the kids, the kids are running with plastic masks, but the parents are walking behind them with, with COVID masks. And I'm like, you're outside. Yeah. It's Meanwhile, they'll reach. Meanwhile, they reach into their kid's basket of trick-or-treats and take something out and eat, and it's a fucking rainbow fentanyl. Yeah, so, and then they'll uh, raise their masks to eat something that was touched <laughs> by somebody else. A million people. Fucking ridiculous. Uh, you know what I'm saying. So um, it's just nuts, dude. But, uh, hey, uh, you know, uh, you and I were talking before the show, uh, actually in our first one of the show, and uh, some interesting things have recently happened to you uh, because everybody knows of the news of um, uh, Paul Pelosi who I had yeah. a great joke for because he was supposedly at a show I did in Greenville, South Carolina. And when somebody told me it was him, I looked at him, I go, Hey, uh, you know, Hey, by the way, I just want to let you know, cause they're dropping the checks. Yeah. You know, the check. I said, by the way, I just want you, this club just wants me to make an announcement that, uh, don't worry. They, they actually accept, accept Amex MasterCard. And oh yeah, Mr. Pelosi visa. Yeah. They take visa, uh, you know, visa. Um, so of course, you know, somebody attacked him. He got hit in the head with a hammer and, um, you know, people are, you know, the, 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 the person, the lady who's running for governor of Arizona is getting heat because she actually kind of made fun of it in a sense. Uh, you are under, you have a belief in the system that there's unanswered questions that was this somebody that came in and attacked him or was it a lover's quarrel yeah, or situation and I gone awry? That, and I, to back myself up on that, I only say that for what was released at the time. I mean, it, when it came out, it was like he went into the bathroom, made a 911 call, and then comes mm -hmm. back out of the bathroom. If you're being attacked, wouldn't you lock yourself into the bathroom? That was one. Yeah. Then he on the 911 call that we've heard, they played, that he actually says the guy's name is David and he's a friend. Okay. And now they're saying, now they're saying he didn't know the guy. Uh, you know, they well, what's both happened to that in their underwear, which they both earlier had been reported. They were both in their underwear. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, playing play Twister, story. huh? Playing Twister, probably now. And he doesn't like playing underwear, Twister. They, well, let me ask you. They said there was a recording of him saying, "This is this is my friend 
Paul or David, whatever his name is. David. Um, yeah. David. Yeah. Where was that on? Do we have? A, is there any more record of that, or has that disappeared? That's the yeah. That's the nine one one call. Well, you know, is that going to be a? Oops! That actually didn't got that got erased. Well, like the nine one one calls are nine one one calls are public domain. Right. They're it's actually they're, they're That's why it's out there. All right. Well, uh, so he knows. So th th you don't hear that news. I haven't heard any news that says he knew the guy. Yeah. You know? Well, if you Google, that's what, you know, the, the 911 call. The other thing is it, it's Pelosi. It's you don't think that house had a ton of security cameras everywhere. We yeah. haven't seen any kind of footage at all. Just, yeah. Just like when Epstein got killed and the and the camera just happened to not be working that yeah. night <laughs> on mm. that day. You know, mm. And then I caught crap for this because I thought I, I would go, hey, why don't we get everybody a ring doorbell? Because I've had one for three years and that records <laughs> every goddamn thing. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I get I get motion and the, was that a ghost? Yeah. What, what what just <laughs> set off yeah. my alarm? Either somebody's breaking into my house or another spider's making a web. One of the two exactly. things are fucking happening. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Ring. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I mean, you know, and um, now you're so catching what, some heat. Well, here's what, when that first broke, that story broke, and all those little things came out about, you know, they were both in their underwear. These were things that when it first came out, when it said, they right. were both in their underwear. A third person answered the door, and now it's an unknown person answered the door. And then it became, ooh, we don't know who answered the door. You know, it was all this stuff. Yeah. So I just, I just goofily as a comic laid a pair of underwear on my bed and put a hammer on it and said, my Pelosi costume is ready. And, <laughs> and Donald Trump Jr. shared it and retweeted it. Oh. And, and then it's gotten like, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of views and shares and, uh, the media has picked up on it. People Magazine wrote about it. I, they talked about it on Fox News last night. They on on the Five. They mentioned it. Yeah. MSNBC did a whole thing about how how the internet is sharing stories like this and mentioned mentioned the the, the underwear hammer picture. And I'm like, it's it's everywhere, you know. So have, we, have you and been on? Have you been? In, have you been interviewed? Well, let's get to that. Have you been interviewed on by any of these people? No. No, I have not been interviewed. That was the first thing my wife asked me. She goes, are you getting phone calls? Because I, I sent her a link that, that uh, People Magazine had, had done a tweet about it. And she goes, are you getting any phone calls? And I go, no, not yet. I no. think I would avoid <laughs> it if I did. Because you, yeah. you don't want to go on the, like, yeah, I did that. I'm an asshole. You know? <laughs> yeah. Get to hear from every but liberal my, fucking my snowflake. Point of doing it, my point of doing it was not to be like disgusting and mean it was like you guys did this to us you guys said you wish covid deniers would die you wish anti-vax people would die and then they would yeah. not, wouldn't be clogging up the ho the hospitals you know right. you you held up cut off trump heads and you thought that was cool mm -hmm. my point was look you if you guys can play this way we can too yeah well, listen, if there's if there is questions, it did seem odd when you first heard the news about it, like in the under two people in underwear. Did did somebody break in the house, see the person in their underwear and take off their pants to be polite? Uh, you know, it's just there's a lot of weird to things. Be polite. You know. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were in your underwear here. Oh, let me let me let me make you feel more comfortable. <laughs> uh, 
you know, because, you know, I, lo I love using logic. So sometimes when you look at a scenario, right, and you say, well, how would this logically happen? You know, if, I, yeah. if I, like you said, if I'm in the house and somebody's in the house and I'm in the bathroom, the only way I'm going out of the bathroom is to get a weapon or to get, you know, yeah. to get to a safe room or something. Um, or I don't feel comfortable. With an attacker in the house, I'm yeah. locking the door and not coming back out. Yeah, I don't think the Pelosi's bathroom door is made out of ply, like, you know, like a like drywall or some shit. You know, it's probably a fucking nice wooden door. Yeah, or a fucking it's not major builder's door. grade. Yes, exactly. I'm sure there's a fucking million dollar door there. Um, yeah, yeah. And, well, and listen, me, and we and want to see this. About this, this, this was the other thing. Remember when Pelosi, Paul Pelosi, wrecked his car, was drunk yeah. and, and wrecked his car. There was the rumor at the time of the, the being in somebody else in the car with him. Also, right. that story that disappeared like poof. No, yeah. no, no. And then all of a sudden, Nancy's out of town again, and uh, all of a sudden, Paul's got a visitor. Yeah. Do you see, yeah, do you see listen, what I'm saying? Like absolutely. you said, follow, just follow some kind of weirdness logic. It's not about like, oh, yeah, somebody beat an old man in the head. Woohoo! You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I mean, listen, if it turns, this is the funny part. If it ends up turning out that way, that it turns out that he's uh, in the closet and he likes getting smoke him slowed uh, by young men with beards, um, then, uh, then, you know, then, uh, then who's to say we are not, we're not here to, because that's a duping, like, because that's what they're doing. You know, there, there's no ownership of any fucking thing. And, and all they do care about doing is prosecuting people for things that aren't true. Like the whole fucking Russian collusion bullshit. You know, they love casting dispersions without evidence but then when you question even somewhat of the evidence that's out there who how dare you how dare you question what the fuck i'm doing um yeah. but that's good man I, I mean listen i think it's press you know was it barnaby brothers and ringling brothers whatever he said any you know any, any, any press fucking, is good press just any press my name is good right? press yeah well I, you know the, de the death threats and things because i made a post on facebook about uh how we're first it was di first it was baby formula now it's diesel fuel what's next and i had a guy who supposed was a comic and a now manager of some people call me a fucking moron which i was like really and then he unfriended me and shit you know what i mean and i was yeah. like um and uh you know because when i when i when that happens to me my first thought is well when i if i do see this person if i do see this uh, person in person and uh I'm, the first thing i'm gonna think is this person called you a fucking moron and now you are not circuit boards away from each other. You are face to face. Face to face. And this is a man, you know, this is what a man does. And I don't care if he's six foot four or whatever the fuck he is. You know, I'm going to fucking say, hey, dude, you called me a fucking moron. So you, would you like to repeat it right now? Would you like to call it to me to my fucking face? Uh, well, that's you know, not really old... what I meant. I meant, you know, what I meant to say was I just didn't agree with you. You know, that's what I meant yeah. to say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, didn't you tell me one time that somebody wished you were dead because you were, a, you oh. supported Trump? I worked, uh, this was during his presidency. I was working with somebody and sharing a comedy condo. And uh, the guy basically said before we got into it, he was like, I think everybody who supports, anybody who supports Trump and believes in him, they should just die. Wish they'd just all fucking die. And I looked at the guy, I go, um, I voted for him. I support him. And he's like, well, you know, I go, so you want me to fucking die? Are you basically telling me standing four feet away from me that you want me to die? You wish me dead. You wish that my wife would not have me around. You wish that the people who care about me and stuff that I was gone because you didn't like my ideology. You know, why don't we settle this now then if you want me to die, 
you know, yeah. uh, you know, flight or, you know, a flight or uh, fight or flight. Well, I'm going to fight motherfucker. And, uh, you know, I'm about to, I'm about to choke you till you look like an eggplant. And, you know, it, it just, yes. it just was really yes. weird, you know? And I'm like, I'll fucking, you know, well, you know, well, you know, so they kept saying that, you know, and it's funny. I actually ran into this person a few, like two or three months ago. And that's the first thing I thought when I saw his fat face, I'm like, Oh, Hey, what's up, dude? I was cordial. I was nice and shit. You know, I didn't well, remind I, him of that moment. That's the one thing I, I am glad that we aren't, we might be in a few crappy hotels with clubs these days, but I'm glad that we're not in as many comics condos as we yeah. used to be. Because I, I had a couple times where I've shared rooms with people, you know, and you're like, I, I'm, I just want to body slam you. Like I got, yeah. a, I got in a whole argument one time. I'm not going to name names with comics, but was this whole, this whole guy about uh, why it's, why it's easier to, uh, you know, live a life of crime in the ghetto. And I, and I, and I go, why is that? Well, why would you want to bust your ass at McDonald's? when you could make more money selling drugs. And I go, how about the fact it's not illegal? It's not immoral. You're not killing people. And he goes, yeah. oh, you're not saying, you're, you don't kill McDonald's even killing people with their food. <laughs> and I go, that's not the same. But you see what I'm saying? Like yeah. having to live in a room with somebody that you don't even can't, can't talk yeah. to logically, you know? Yeah, but that's all you can do, right? Like if I'm in that situation, I'm gonna say, say well, you know, you're right in the beginning. But at least when you're at McDonald's, once you've been there a couple of years, or you become manager, you move on and get other jobs. Now that you've got structure in your life, you don't have to worry about putting a cap in your ass, you know, because you're just, you know, just somebody else, another crazy dude that doesn't want to work McDonald's, sees an easy way out yeah. and getting rid of you makes it simpler. You know, it's Yeah, but now you it's can not. put a cap in your ass at McDonald's because the shake yeah. machine's broke. Yes, because somebody's pissed and some grandma shoots you. Um, you know, there's just too much fun. And listen, I, I, at this point, no matter what side you're on, you need to be prepared. And anywhere I'm at, any on any outside, let me look at this crazy shit that's happening. A bridge in India. Bunch of people fucking shake the bridge, shake the bridge. Whoops, the bridge fucking collides. Uh, fucking collapses and 150 fucking people die, kids and everything. You know, Is and that then what South happened? I, I saw the story about the bridge falling, but I didn't see why. So they were actually well, trying to see You actually, this video of people sitting on there like purposely like, you know, rocking it. And then all of a sudden, whoops, ooh, that was a bad idea. And then, of course, the South Korea tragedy, 150, if not more by now, people dying in that fucking Halloween, you know, people just in cramming an, in into the alley. streets. And again, oh. that story is not complete because they talked about uh, all these people being crushed in the alley, but they never said what caused the surge, what, what caused people to rush. Again, you know, what's the full story, media? Yeah. Well, they heard Biden was going to talk, so they're all rushing to get to the stage to see his exciting ass. All right. Um, <laughs> oh, no, know. Biden, sniff our hair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just fucking horrible things. You know, it's just amazing. So that's why, listen, group, big group, when people say, hey, well, let's go to this big fucking, we did this thing in Greenville, Fall Greenville, you know, big you know, thing through the streets, it's packed and shit. I'm not big for those things. You know what I mean? I'm not big for those things. That's where mishaps occur. Um, yeah. At any rate. All right, so it's time for let me ask you, Mr. McGrew. Now, um, this is simple, uh, but being that we just said this about your Twitter experience and the retweet by Don Jr., uh, what's it like to be a, such a badass and be able to speak your mind with no care or any type of recourse? Oh, man. I, uh, it, it feels good in a way. And I'll back this up by saying we all know how it feels with, with Musk 
uh, Elon taking Twitter back. You know, we we feel like maybe free speech is coming back. And, and mm-hmm. everybody, if you were paying attention, we're, we're, we're testing the waters to see if you are going to get banned. Like, yeah. there's only two genders, sin. Hey, I'm still here. Woohoo! You know, <laughs> looking and seeing. So, so it, it feels good when you're able to say what you want to say. Right. It, but I, for me, I've just gotten to the point that if I live another 20 years, I want to live and, and do it right. I want to I want to leave a better place. I'm not I'm not in my 20s worried about, oh, if I say something bad, is it going to affect me over the next 50 years of my career? I'm just at this point, like, here's the truth. Deal with it, bitches. Yeah. You know. Yeah, this is the way I look at things. It's I, I'm starting to notice in my in my present, like I did Detroit this past week, and I was at the uh, Comedy Castle for the first Great time, club. and I didn't know Mark how that. Ridley. Yeah, I did, yeah, I didn't know how that the crowd was going to take me and stuff, but they were they went with it. They were happy. I mean, there was moments for certain jokes, but but even then, it was like once you have fun with it, they they seem to be a lot lighter up. And I'm I'm even seeing people make fun of making Biden jokes, which you know two yeah. years ago you really weren't seeing, but you're seeing more people make fun of them, and not on late night TV, mind you, but of course you are seeing it out in the actual clubs where comedy still lives um yeah versus late night tv um but yeah so that was and you, you speak about shitty hotels first of all don't ever stay at the days Inn at william heights wherever the fuck i was dude 60 something bucks a night and it was the worst fucking hotel was the it towels, like gunshots and gunshots and hookers outside th- there was sketchy characters nevertheless that you know um number one number two the the room was the dirty walls peeling fading down i got new towels i looked at the lady i go she gave me a new towel i looked at it i go what do you guys wash this with dirt um which was just disgusting so but uh big shout out to everybody there at the mark ridley's comedy castle i had a great time so well you know i don't um, know if i've ever told you you're talking about bad hotels or motels i don't know if i've ever told you this but i checked into a hotel one night running late for a show checked in just changed clothes, ran to the show, did the show, came back, went to went to bed, got up the next morning to take a shower, and there was bloody towels behind the door. You know how you oh, the yeah. door goes up against the wall. So when I looked look down, and there there was bloody towels behind the door. Yeah. So uh. I I called I called the can somebody come up here? There's uh there's something y'all guys need to see. What is it? I go there's bloody towel. Well we'll send somebody right up hour goes by nothing so finally i go down and go somebody go up there because there's bloody towels and i don't know it's 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 more than a nick on a yeah. shave there's yeah. Yeah. Some, some shit went down up here yeah yeah <laughs> so that that happened when i was on the radio and and i came back and i mentioned the story on the radio and i said you know who has the best horror hotel story yeah and this woman called they found a thumb behind the headboard in their hotel. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, you did hey, mention this to us. Did I tell you that before? Yeah, you had the story on it. Yeah. Oh, Go back to the yeah. last one. Well, the last time Steve was on there to hear the rest of that story. But yeah, just the fucking worst. And it, there was a moment by the first night I was there, I thought, you know what? I'm going to this. I'm going to lose money on this this weekend. Anyway, I'm doing it because I want to do this club. You know, just go out and get another hotel. Just be safe, you know, and this kind of shit. And I just I ended up roughing it all the way through. All right. Next uh, next question I want to ask you. Um, uh, what message do you have for those celebrities leaving Twitter? Several celebrities, uh, so-called celebrities, have mentioned that they're going to be leaving Twitter now that uh, Elon Musk is. Yeah. 
<laughs> Here's the deal. It's the same people that are that are said, you know, I'm leaving America when if Trump's yeah. elected, I'm moving to Canada. Yeah, you know, like uh, Stephen King and, and Bette Midler and, you know, all, everybody on The View. They're Whoopi. all like, I, if he's elected, I'm out of here. Well, they're still here. Yeah. Yeah, there's the same people I think that's doing that on Twitter. They're they're virtual signaling, like if you know, I'm I'm out yeah. of here. No, you're not. You have six million, six, eight million followers. They're not leaving, and you're too vain to give them up. So you're it's all it's all BS. Yeah, I agree. Uh by the way, with that in mind, would you pay twenty dollars a month to maintain your blue check mark on Twitter? It's the way uh, Mr. Musk is gonna raise some revenue. Well, no, but no. But I did just sign up today for uh, Twitter Blue, which is four ninety nine a month, which gives you longer. You can upload longer videos in HD, and you get an edit button. You can actually edit your tweets. So if you you know you ever uh, post something, then go, oh crap, that's not exactly how I wanted it. Yeah, to, you know, you got to delete so, the whole thing. Yeah, normally. So, so that's what uh, I, I signed up today for Twitter Blue for for four ninety nine a month. I, yeah. Not bad. That's 60 bucks a month. Not a bad, not a bad little cost. Uh, where $20 is, you know, $280 a, month, a year. I'm sorry. Uh, to you know, that much, 280 a year just to have a blue mark next to your name. Uh, Are you managing my money? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fiduciary. Oh, boy. All right. Do you think the attacks on politicians and well-known people in the big arena are going to continue, get worse, get better? What do you think is going to happen? I I think when the red wave comes in November and and pushes everybody in blue back to the sand dunes, I think they're going to uh, fight back. I do. I I don't know how if it's going to be attack on politicians or it's just going to be the fact that these are like cornered animals that become dangerous because they they know they're losing power. So yeah, I I think there's a possibility things could get worse before it gets better. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think of anything, you know, the the fringe on the other side will, you know, find. Listen, they already they already had somebody, you know, try to, to kill fucking Kavanaugh. They had somebody who was outside his house attempting. He said he that's what he was going to do. There's actually right. some people said, well, he didn't do anything. Well, I said, well, Kavanaugh wasn't blowing him either. Uh, <clears throat> you know, he wasn't come over to blow Kavanaugh. Um, yeah. you well, know, that's the same thing be, about Pelosi. Paul Pelosi's thing. Now they're saying, you know, well, the guy had zip ties on him and he had all, he had duct tape. So the guy outside Kavanaugh, he had, right. he had all that stuff and a crowbar and a, but yeah. they, did, they but didn't, they didn't get the attention story as long, did they? Well, yeah. I mean, of course, no one got physically hurt, but, but it'll be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, what the fuck transpires. And I, I, I think they need to, re- they're going to have to release the 911. And then that question is going to come up. How did you know the guy's name? You know, is he a yeah. mag? You know, because fucking Biden's out there going, see, this was fucking, this is, this is fucking, you know, this is, you got to blame Trump for this one. Yeah, of course you want him to do that, you Muppet, because, you know, you, that's all they can do. Every time, so the, every time you, every time you bring up something about Biden or what he's doing, everybody brings up Trump. I'm like, it is not the fucking, you know, and again, it was this moment in time. This is what we're talking about. This moment in time, you know, I, I don't go back and measure and, and tell you every time a fucking president fucked up when I'm talking about what's happening now. I'm talking about now. You know, uh, I can assure you whoever's president next time, I'm not going to say, oh, you remember when Biden? You know, because that's it's done. You know, it's done news. Yeah. Um, well, it's kind of, you know, like you say, moment in time. It's I was saying that when they were tearing down the statues, 
you know, mm-hmm. like they were tearing down statues of, of Lincoln and, and uh, uh, Frederick Douglass. And you're like, right. those guys were heroes of the time of, of the time. Then maybe they not, you don't approve of what they did now, but at the time yeah. they were, they were got crap worked out. They were, you know, <clears throat> Frederick Douglass talked them into getting black soldiers and, you know, that kind of, so yeah. it was, it was at the time, fantastic. But those yeah. people are like, well, if I lived back then, it wouldn't have been like that. Well, you didn't. Yeah, using so using up. today's wisdom, using today's wisdom in, in other periods of time where that wisdom was not available. And I said that with the whole, like, you know, I mentioned I got in a lot of shit one time talking about that when it came to slavery. I'm like, look, everybody, everybody at this moment knows how bad slavery is. Nobody wants to see human trafficking. No one wants to see, you know, anybody's life be controlled by another individual. End of story. That is not even a concern. Ever. Done. But when, but when, but that's a wisdom at a level we've come to of a reasoning and, and all that kind of shit as a group. But unfortunately back then and there, it was a norm. It was something that was, you know, it was happening. It was something that, you know, people, you know, there was, there was justifications for it at the time and all bullshit. Cause that's all they knew. And to judge yeah. the, how people made decisions back then using today's wisdom. And it's, 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 it's ridiculous. It's, it's not fair. It's like, it's righteous. It's a real righteous yeah. com- component of humanity. It's still going. It's still going on today, but yet you're not protesting about it over there. You know yeah, what I mean? You don't give a shit about that. Yeah. Let's look back that's at the. Let's told, look that, back at the. That's what I told told my son one day. We were we were walking and we we're noticing bumper stickers, and it was like you know, uh, save save the rainforest, free Tibet, all all this kind of stuff. And I pointed. I go. You notice none of that shit happens here. I yeah. go, that's all, yeah. that's feel good stuff. Liberals love feel good stuff. They can go, yeah, mm-hmm. free Tibet. Well, what, what have you done about it? Save yeah. the rainforest. Yeah. yeah. Have you, are you doing anything? Did you, s- no. Yeah. It, yeah. They yeah. love to do, oh, it feels so good, you know, over yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's you know, I, I told a story one time, I was working with a comic that was all about that. You know, back in the area, you know, Greenpeace and global warming and shit. And then we, we got food after the show and he took the, the paper from the top of the straw and threw it out the window. I'm like, yeah, what the fuck are you doing? You know, like what happened to all that shit you're talking about? Um, you know, yeah, other people right. want to get rid of paper straws, save, save the planet, but yet they're still, uh, buying their, their, uh, CBD gummies in cardboard yeah. boxes. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> exactly. Um, do me a favor. Uh, who is your favorite comedian alive or dead? Uh, Dougie Almeida. Oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> Here's a I was, bucks. I was, I was hooked from the, where's my money? Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm zealing it to you. And War- Elizabeth Warren's pissed. She doesn't want me to lose money on my zeal. Fucking uh, pro. My, uh, I, you know, it's hard. I, I was a huge Jonathan Winters fan. And I was a major, major Flip Wilson fan. I, I I love Flip Wilson. So I've always had this thing about about comics that do characters, you know, that yeah. can actually make funny situations. I, I've always liked that. But as far as straight stand up, I'm a Sam Kennison guy. Yeah, definitely came out and just shocked. Like nobody liked him, right? I mean, that was that's a definitely a component of a comic where you can say nobody was like that, you know? Nobody. Um, you know, Flip Wilson, great. Gertrude, what was that? Uh, what was that? Gertrude. Geraldine? The was devil Ger- made me do it. The yeah. devil 
sucker. You know, it's a fucking. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was fucking great shit. The Flip Wilson show. Uh-huh. I remember seeing that. Uh, my parents. Yeah, the character stuff. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, and of course, you know, who loved um, Jonathan Winters was, was he was very similar to Robin Williams, right? And they ended up getting yeah. close. Uh, and, and, and the way they worked together very, they admitted they were influences you know that they worked together and later on but yeah what i loved with with jonathan winters was that there was that whole thing on his show where he would go up in the attic uh and he would pick up something and then it, it became like yeah you know hold him off you know it, yeah he, he'd he fucking do a million things with it stuff yeah and amazingly yeah. improvised in it yeah it was awesome i remember him that was kind of reminds like you don't remember people like dom deloise like I started thinking about him the other day, uh, yeah. Steve Marshall, Steve Marshall, uh, uh, famously quoted here on the show. He says, Dougie Almeida, I don't understand him. He's a, he's a, he's a Fred Astaire of jujitsu. You know, he's a fucking judo expert, but he's a Dom DeLuise of pizza eating. I don't fucking get it. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm a device, a diverse person. Um, I love, all right. you know, we don't, who do we have today that were those? Who is our Dom DeLuise? Who's our Charles Nelson Riley? You know, hmm. Charles Nelson Riley was hysterical in almost anything he ever did. It was just his uh, delivery, and you know, yeah, he was. But Kevin Hart to me is like a comic that's just, just a, like a like a doing character. the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yelling and shit. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, there was some great times back then. Um, all right, um, would you mind sharing one of your favorite moments in comedy? One of my favorite. One of my absolute favorite moments for me is when I did the Montreal Comedy Festival and uh, I opened for uh, Don Rickles and wow. had never, never met the guy, just was lucky enough to do the, do the gala up there. And after the show, he came, came walking down the hall past the dressing room and he walked, looked in and goes, hey, came, he came in sat down we we would talk for a minute and and he had said he enjoyed what i did and uh it was good to see young young comic be so funny and as he's about to leave he turns to my my now ex-wife he goes funny man do whatever you got to do to keep him in the business and walked out of the room and i felt like i had been blessed by the dawn it was a godfather moment you know what i mean i could have kissed his kissed his ring but yeah. it was that that moment in comedy that kind of said, I'm staying in this business. I'm going to do yeah. what it takes and stay in this business. Yeah. How could you quit after that? Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> you, yeah. You'd be crazy. Um, and um, my last question to you, a uh, very personal question, but have you ever taken Viagra or Cialis? Well... <laughs> looking down at it <laughs> well sometimes you have to put extra gunpowder in the cannon yeah when you really want it to go boom <laughs> yeah that's fucking great <laughs> i mean i've had somebody recently asked me that i'm like well yeah i took it i remember my wife and i were in bahamas one time and my dad had some so i took two of them with me to the trip to bahamas and i was like a fucking porn star all weekend see um it's not yeah about, it's really. not about needing it as much as hey you want to have a really yeah. good time? Yeah. Listen, I was like, uh, I was like Sammy Sosa at the plate. I figured what a little more, why not a little help me out? You know, it wasn't a Sammy yeah. Sosa wasn't a good baseball player. So he took some steroids. He hit the ball a little harder. Yeah. 
Um, you Mark McGuire'd you know, it. That's right. I just Mark McGuire'd the moment. And I'll never be in the sexual hall of fame because of it. But guess what? <laughs> I was that weekend. Um, but you were to her at that moment. Yes, exactly. I am her Babe Ruth, baby. Um, well, I remember that weekend, going down to like going down to Mexico and seeing at the at the pharmacia down there that they sell Viagra in like 100 milligrams. You yeah. know, over here they're like 25. <laughs> yeah, it's like 100. Yeah. What are they throwing? What if it'll last longer than four days? Call your, you know what I mean? Who needs 100 yeah. milligrams? That's yeah. that's well, waking the dead. That's what that's yeah, that's doing. That's why they have sombreros, so you can hold your hold it over your dick when it's all <laughs> You're day. You're embarrassed. I, I, <laughs> just, I'd, I'd, like, uh, I'd like 100 <laughs> milligrams, please. <laughs> yes. I like to wear my sombrero on my lap. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's get to the segment here. Did you hear, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, McGrew, I don't know if you heard, but the world's dirtiest man dies at the age of 94, reportedly not long after his first bath. Uh after what? 60 something years yeah i heard um, about the dirtiest man a, few, a while back that that he had sworn he hadn't had a bath i remember reading that story but i didn't know about him dying so he bathed and then he died yeah and you know what i mean uh <laughs> so so like the dirt and, the dirt was keeping the the germs of the atmosphere that we live in away from him he had created yeah. a, a crust that created a barrier and yeah, you and I, I think are this is. Here. I like germs. Yeah. yeah, just just scrubbing away all the antibodies. I, I, I you're right, uh, but it, I think what happened here. I think this guy. I think this guy was robbed by Arnold Schwarzenegger, and the scene in Predator where he fucking gets in the mud. Like he saw that this guy knows what he's doing. He's dirty. He's not knowing. <laughs> you know, I'm going to get by the predator because I'm gonna have mud in my face. Um, but you know. This is great. The man was uh, was known to the community as Amu Haji, or otherwise known as the smelly fuck. Uh, and an Iranian term endearment for an older person, most notably because uh, and he's known as the world's dirtiest man. Uh, he's recently overtaken the that role from Weinstein um, for choosing not to wash uh, for six decades. Six decades. I'll be honest with our listeners and viewers. I haven't showered since Saturday. And we're recording here in the studio here on, uh, was this Tuesday? So, um, yeah. I'm, Can you smell you know, the funk? Can you smell the funk? I don't know if you guys are getting Oh, yeah. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. Mm, that's then that smell oh. smells like bad pussy. Oh. Um, you know you need a shower when your armpit smells like bad pussy. Thank you, Otto and You George. know you need a shower when you notice yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Reaching for something. When you go, when you go reach for, yeah, you're like, Oh, what, what the, the hell is that? <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> is that when Iranian dude, Amu Haji here? Did somebody invite Amun Haji here for the fucking birthday party? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, he took a bath and then he died. I don't, I don't know if the bath is what caused it, but fuck. Yeah, my body stunk so bad the camera fogged up. <laughs> you raised <laughs> your arm and the camera went... No. <laughs> it's like those bounty commercials. No. <laughs> you know, speaking of commercials, uh, if you go back uh, and go on YouTube and you can look up different years and watch the commercials from from like 1957 or 1967 and you go, "Boy, we were living we are living in some pussy ass times now." Cuz yeah, those commercials yeah. were like so wrong. 
You know? Yeah. Why doesn't he like my coffee? You know? You know what's he amazing about that? For a second cup. Yeah. You know what's funny about that? You have you have people questioning these types of commercials. Then you have a commercial for Snickers where there's a couple you're eating Snickers bars and they're playing a game and the girl says, Hey, you want to swap? And the girl's like, Oh, you mean like a one time casual thing with Bill? And Lily's like, No, I meant like partners in the game. And she's like, Oh, and the guy's like, I don't like this game. So you're selling Snickers and you're talking about a threesome or a, or a yeah. sexual swap. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Gone too far. Uh, it's actually gone yeah. too far. Well, you know, Listen, that, I, I said I, that about, pro, about products anyway, because, you know, I love watching these old commercials just for the retro of it as a, and even as an artistic eye. I like to see how did they do stuff, but they advertise the product. I mean, you knew exactly mm. what it was for. Where yeah, today you can watch a commercial and go, no fucking was that idea. for the shirt or the car that he's driving? I don't <laughs> yeah. know what, yeah. what was the commercial for? It's funny you bring up nostalgia TV. Last time you and I spent time in a comedy a comedy combo condo together, we were watching reruns of Moving On, and there was an episode of uh, them leaving. Uh, what was it? There was a sign outside of the uh, the Confederate the Confederate White House. Yeah, you heard yeah. a sign was outside. A tour. Of you, could get, you could get get information for the tour of the Confederate White House. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When they're walking out, it's like. I just fucking get through. Yeah, well, uh, I, I saw right. I saw a thing the other day on some a rerun of some show, and uh, it wasn't the Dukes of Hazard because you'd expect it on there, but it was some random show where there was a Confederate flag still, yeah, still hanging in the background, you know. And you're like, well, if you watch, yeah, if you watch the movie Animal House, the scene where uh, the one guy is in there with the young girl, he reaches in and grabs the toilet paper out of her titties. Or no, or, uh -huh. or maybe it was the uh, the scene where uh, the main guy has sleeps with Dean Werner's wife. There's whatever one of those scenes. There's a there's a Confederate flag hanging in the uh, uh -huh. in the background, which is interesting. Uh, well, speaking know, of, of people, I think I think a lot of people have forgotten that the Confederate flag, that that flag meant rebel. It, it wasn't about being a Confederate uh, thing or a Civil War thing. It was a symbol of like, I'm a rebel. I don't follow the rules. That's right. basically what, yeah. what it That was the real symbol. Of, that was what really those who are doing it, they weren't thinking, I'm going to go lynch somebody. They were thinking, you know, I'm a rebel. I just don't, I'm a fucking I, cowboy. I'm a, I'm a this, I'm a, you know. It, it yeah, I follow my, I make my own rules. You know, I don't live by society. There, there's a there's been a rebel flag, a Confederate hat flag hanging or somewhere off 288 on South Carolina off a highway. And they make they're making the people take it down. I remember driving down it because you see it. Yeah, it's a big rebel uh, Confederate flag, but they're they get they're forcing them to take it down. Uh, it's really scary when imagery makes somebody crumble. You know, if you crumble over something you see, it, you know, and it's, it's the, the thing is, it's, it's getting people all upset about it that never lived it. You know, they right. never lived, you know what I mean? Their family did, or they may have heard about it. But again, who am I? I'm not, I've never been through it. So I honestly, you know, but I'm, I just, I, as a human being, I don't like things, symbols or words or perfumes or songs or things that bring me back to actually affect me. It may affect me, but who am I to tell somebody else? You know, I can't tell girls to stop wearing angel perfume around me because it reminds me of my old cunt girlfriend. All right. I can't, yeah. I just can't do that, you know? Well, speaking of perfume, the, do you remember Love's Baby Soft? That was big popular back <laughs> in the, the late 70s or 80s. Yeah. Love Baby Soft. Soft, And one of the commercials is like this woman dressed like a little kid, you know, doing Love's Baby Soft. Right. You know, 
And the people now are commenting under the uh, the old commercial like, oh, pervy. Oh, who was this commercial <laughs> yeah. for? Who? Yeah. But it's like you said, the time was like, yeah, you know, she's young yeah. and sexy. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. Uh, speaking of art on the wall, hanging upside down in art galleries, uh, a Mondrian painting has been hanging upside down in an art gallery for over 75 years. And somebody was finally went, Oh fuck. It's the wrong way. Um, okay. How do they know? First of all, how do they know? Unless the artist told them it's upside down, you and I could have just randomly gone, Hey, you know, that thing's upside down. Yeah. I want to send them a letter. Say, I think, I don't think it's upside down. I think it's sideways. Um, exactly. Well, one of the, they ended up finding out because one of the original curators, uh, had notes and stuff in the pictures of it from when it was years ago. Uh, and that said that the, the, the depth, the darkness in the picture was, went from top down or something. And then they realized they had it wrong. Uh, yeah. Curator Suzanne Meyer Busser told the guardian she, that she realized this was a mistake when researching a new show evolution, which opens in Dusseldorf on Saturday, that the thickening of the grid should be at the top, like a dark sky said Meyer Boucher. Um, you know, it's, it's funny because there's a bunch of art critics and people walk, oh, you know what this means to me? This tells yeah. me of the imbalance in life and how things are harder, you know, from the bottom up. That's what this means. It's the wrong fucking way, dipshit. Um, and now I know. see that it means my, wife, my life has been turned upside down. That's what this yes. means. My whole life is not what I <laughs> thought it was. Yes. Oh, I, this tells, I, hate, I hate all of that modern art. I, I went yeah. to school for art. I actually went for yeah. art, art. And I'd go to classes and you're studying these paintings, you know, and it's a red dot and a black square. That's art. Yeah. And my teacher would go, well, it's art because that was the first person to do it. The first person. Right. And like, right. oh, okay, but it's still crap. You know what I mean? Well, it's just, I, it's, you, I listen. <clears throat> You and I are not eye to eye on this. I, when I look at certain things, I could see something that other people, because that's just, yeah, it's like comedy. You know, some people you get high. Uh, see certain things. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> I know people are, I, yeah, exactly. I'm high. Hold on a second. That's a, that's a, that's a good looking painting right there. <laughs> I know exactly sure that, what that, that artist was saying. Yep. He was I saying, I want it. a Twinkie. He was saying he wants <laughs> Twinkies and Oreos. And if you stare really hard at that blue blue line, you'll see a Twinkie. That's right. Or a Viagra pill. <coughs> yeah. Well, so much for those my, people. My whole thing with art, even... I, I was never one, like, photorealistic people that can paint so well that you go, is that a picture? Is that a photograph? Yeah. I always thought, take a picture. Just take a, you yeah. know, to me, art, art was seeing it something in a different way. Yes. Yes. I'm not about the circles and dots, but what's your interpretation of that, of that horse, you know? Right. Not just, like a song. I like, it, it looks so real. Yeah. Like if you hear a song, if you're going to, if you're going to do a cover song, but you do it completely different, you know, you, you do it in your own way. That's kind of cool. But sometimes yeah. that sucks, so, but that's the difference yeah. between a true artiste. Yeah. Um, that's you what I mean? feel about I with tribute albums. When you when you ever yeah. get a tribute album, and you think, "Oh, I'd love to hear you know Van Morrison's cover of a Jackson Brown song," and then you go, yeah. "No, this is a Van Morrison version <laughs> of a," and then yeah. the whole album is like that. You know, you're like, yeah. I just wanted to hear these guys cover 
these songs, not not right. your version of a song. Yeah. I, like the one I, one of the remakes I was just thinking I've just heard it on the radio was uh, Stone Temple Pilots reversion because they did that. Uh, they, a bunch of uh, bands got together and did uh, Zeppelin tunes. And so, yeah. uh, but Stone Temple Pilots did. Dancing, dancing days, dancing days are here again. And they turned it, they put a different beat to it. It was pretty fucking cool. Um, hey, speaking of music, Luke Bryan responds to criticism after inviting Governor Ron DeSantis appear at his concert. This is where, you know, liberals have just fucking lost their mind. Their hatred yeah. for somebody who's doing well has made them cast out. And when you watch the video of this guy, he walked out, the crowd went fucking nuts when DeSantis was announced. They went nuts. No, but but you have no, some... It was all cheers. It was all cheers. All cheers. Everybody went fucking wild. But somebody at home went, how dare he invite this guy during a political point? Like, Obama is yeah. campaigning for, for old, dirty old Joe who ain't got shit going. Uh, he's out there huffing around and fucking trying to make it, him relevant again. And you're going to get mad because... And then the guy is great. Like you said, the guy came out and said, look, man, you know, I was, he wanted to come out and raise money for, to raise money for the fucking hurricane Ian and shit. Yeah. Why not? We're going to help. Why why wouldn't I fucking help? Because you don't like his politics. Go fuck yourself. You know? Well, it's the same thing. If, if, if that would have happened in California and he brought out governor Newsom, the crowd would have been like, Oh my God. Yes. Maybe not the crowd, but like the people on Twitter at home would have lost their, yeah. they'd have been like oh yes yes yeah uh some sign some uh sign of sanity did you hear that kroger had to pay one hundred eighty thousand dollars to workers who were fired after they wouldn't wear an lgbtq pride symbol on their apron Ooh, kroger good company actually strong company for groceries which i like um, yeah i'm pay 180 grand kroger a lot well, yeah. you know, that that just goes back to uh, America. You're free to do whatever, you know, wear it or don't. And if you don't, no, you know, big deal. If you do, big deal. But you shouldn't be like, the company shouldn't be like, you should support this. Yeah, it, it, it is funny. And I'm glad that the, the law did this because, you know, listen, I'm all for you do what you want, but don't tell me what to do. Like, you know what I mean? Don't fucking like... I. I it's not that I'm going to be harmful, but I don't necessarily support. I'm not necessarily trying to cheer them. You know, fucking, I have my own beliefs. You know, like yeah. I'm not going to be mean to anybody, but I'm not going to fucking wear somebody's pin. You know, I'm not going to yeah. wear. A, you You're know, not wear uh, yours. Yeah. You know, I, listen, I'm religious. I'm not going to wear a Jewish pin. You know, because that doesn't make me unreligious. It just makes me. I'm. I'm not here to fucking brag about Jews. I mean, I, I, don't call well, me I, fucking a ye or or puff daddy right now. I don't want to get you know all kinds of fucking trouble. I'm just saying that, you know, yeah, I'm going to lose my fucking billion dollar shoe deal with Adidas, Adidas, all day I dream about sex. Well, Um, you know, I I think what's happening with people and the reason they're pushing back, it wasn't so much about the L was, I can't even hope the letters are right, LBG, you know, whatever, was nobody cared. I mean, I didn't. I I grew up in a period where I was like, let's all one love, you know, disco, doesn't matter. But then at one point it become the plus at the end and now you're getting the drag queens doing children's shows and you're you go okay no you bring it back a little bit you want might want to pull it back a little bit can we not involve children i don't care what you're talking about let grown-ups do what they want to do let's not getting into the children 
And that's that's yeah, and, that's where a lot of people. That's where America's losing it. That's where you're starting to see America lose it. And I, it's it's the plus sign at the end. And I think when like the yeah. Kroger employees, maybe they went. You know, it's I'm not against this, but I am against the that. So I'm not wearing the 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 badge. Yeah, they're part of that. Yeah, like I, yeah, I'm not I'm not for that because then somebody will see me and say, hey, you 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 know. So you're uh, all for the drag queens at children's parties, huh? No, no, I'm not. Yeah. Why? Well, I don't know. I was told to. <laughs> yeah, you know. I was going to get fired. Uh, so congratulations uh, to that working out. Um, this is a funny story out of China. A man in China was hospitalized after he ate a whole live crab to take revenge for his daughter being pinched by her. Well, he could have just stepped on the fucking thing. Right. It's a good idea to eat, eat a crab whole. I mean, what the fuck? Uh, you 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 clip my baby's finger. I show you. I show you. I show you. Hold on a second. I'm having abscess in my thighs. <laughs> how the how the hell does that even? I've seen crabs. They're, they 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 spike like this. Still, they look. Spike yeah. goes out, and there's spikes on the little arms of the. Yeah, a week before his his daughter got pinched by a porcupine, and he shoved that up his ass just to show him. Well, you think Captain Crunch tears up the roof of your mouth? <laughs> no fucking shit. Try shoving you know? a crab in there. <laughs> like you had it so like exactly. You know what I mean? It's like um, I, I show him. I show that that the crab, <laughs> that the crab, and no make me look a stupid. Um, I wonder. I wonder if that's the same thing with people that say when you eat spicy food. Yeah, you, you, it burns twice. You know, like yeah. come on ice cream. I wonder if it's the same yeah. thing with like you're eating crab and you're like, oh, this is going to be painful tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was hard going down, but much worse later. Oh, um, I, oh you <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I got crab stuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I ate a crab. I hope it come out a suffer crab. Um, <laughs> It's like, well, what if it's like eating a jalapeno? Sometimes when you poop and a whole jalapeno is floating, uh, you're like, I thought I chewed my food better. You yeah, know re, I mean? re, it, is, is, are you going to eat a crab and look back and swimming in the toilet? You know? Walks out sideways with the, to the John. <laughs> well, <laughs> eat Every time you try to wipe your ass. Every time you try to wipe your ass, he's fucking grabbing the toilet paper, ripping it. Bitch, I just got my hand in my shit. Um, yeah, nuts. I ate so much crab. I started walking sideways. <laughs> exactly. I can't go up an escalator. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, why don't we stay in the Orient? Uh, a teacher in Japan politely asks, he politely asks, uh, to use the convenience store bathroom to a jerk off and gets arrested. Um, yeah, true story. I mean, well, look at the picture they used. Yeah. Oh please! Can I go in and jerk off? Oh, please! I just saw. A... <laughs> I must I just send saw my a... eleven. <laughs> yes, I. I just my. There's no women in Japan left. Only men. I can't get laid. <laughs> I just want to go in your bathroom and jerk it my work it. <laughs> it kind of looks like he's praying that his penis actually works. Please God, yes. let it yeah. work this time. Yeah. It's been a so long since I touch my dong. Um. Are you trying to get us canceled and fired and do it? <laughs> I'm just trying to be realistic. I, you want me to have a, I was fucking up my accent earlier with people. Well, you, uh, know, you know, it's, it's, we used to do this thing when I was on the radio. 
that I, I can't do accents worth of crap, but you, you try, yeah. you start off in one, <laughs> but I would always end up back in an Asian accent. Every time yeah. I could be trying, even if I started off doing Arnold Schwarzenegger, next thing I know, it would end up back at, you know, that's funny. I used to be really good at it, but for some reason, I've, I don't know. I just tired all this weed I'm smoking. Um, sponsored yeah. by <laughs> sponsored by you don't have, you don't have a, yeah, you don't, you don't have a dispensary that's your advertiser. No, every other podcast you, does. I know. I don't, I, I know. That's what I, so many of these guys now you watch them are like, you know, like, uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Mad Flavor. Um, Joey, Joey Diaz. You know, his show's like just clouds of smoke. Yeah, this was brought to Sonova this afternoon by Devil's Dispensary. You know. <laughs> yeah. Devil's Dispensary. Yeah, these guys are, are fucking people. Um, all right. Our last story uh, of Did You Hear? Uh, four men plead guilty to conspiring to rape drugged wives after exchanging wife-sharing fantasies. Uh, unfortunately, this happened in Singapore, another Asian nation. So, uh, but, uh, wow. you know, basically or the, the be, story... The title might be Swingapore now. <laughs> yeah, we change out the name to Swingapore. Yeah. Um, well, that's my wife for your wife, and we'll treat them both for his wife. This is a great yeah. story because these are basically some horny dudes who hasn't, who hasn't tried to get their girls to kiss. You know what I mean? I had a buddy of mine with an ex-girlfriend and his wife. We used to always like try to like get him to kiss and get him hot drunk and shit. You know, see if they'd fucking talk about it and stuff. But these yeah, people really say, took no, it they far. They kiss and they're a couple. That's the that's how yeah. that ends. Yeah, and you, you and your friend are cool? trying to. We could get our yeah. wives to kiss. Next thing you know, you're oh, both like, getting a divorce and they're moving in together. Yeah, and you're finding yourself in a Seven Eleven in Japan trying to find space to jack off. Please, I'm a Seven Eleven. Yes, please let me jack off. In your place. Uh, but these go these guys basically had this fantasy. So what they started doing was they would have the come over, you know, had the, the come over. Hey, the one guy drugged his wife, gave her a cosmopolitan, got her all fucked up, invited the guy to come over, filmed it while she's out. I don't know how any guy can want to have sex with a woman that's passed out. It's just not, I would just not feel, it just feels creepy. Imagine it's got to be feel creepy as fuck or, you know, as... You know, I'd rather yeah. jerk off. I don't it's know. Like, um, like warm necrophilia. Yeah, yeah. You just don't have to get a you know heating a heating blanket to make it feel better. Um, oh yeah. man! Well, listen, I'm just trying to be observant. I'm trying to make moments. <laughs> um, you know, listen, I've never I've never had that happen that I'll tell about. So, you know, but so now they all did it. They all dialed. They now they're getting funny. And this is the funny thing about human nature. Once they get away with it, what do they do? They get they keep doing it more, doing and they it do again. it more and more. And next thing you know, they're all doing this. They're interchanging until one of the ladies goes, "Oh, let me look at his phone," and then she looks at the guy's phone and finds it. Oh, that's a me. <laughs> I'm not moving. You know. And uh, can you imagine? Could you imagine as a human being, you, you look at a video and you see that somebody's having sex with you? You had no idea. It's it's just unbelievable. That would be uh, so soul destroying. But at the same time, what kind of soulless husband goes? You know, I'd really like to get my wife drugged, and yeah, you know, and then they fight. And he's like, "But baby, I love you. You know, I love yeah. you." Oh, is that why yeah. you drugged me and had your body? Yeah. yeah, 
I like him, but I love you. Uh, just trying to make us all happy. Yeah, but um. baby, you don't understand. You don't. <laughs> well, now we get to the the part of the show I love. It's a new segment of the show we call "Let's Associate." For those of you who know the old psychological game, word association, for example, uh, word association. Uh, Steve, I say, I say, um, I say, happy. You say, sunshine. See, perfect, happy sunshine. It's a word association. It's, it's, you can it's what either... I associate with. It's not right. Not the opposite word. It's it's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear the word. Yeah. It's not necessarily the yeah. opposite. It's 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 something that free free thought that. And not only if you want to share a word or thought, but a story. Okay, uh, our first word, uh, charity. Handing out turkeys to homeless people the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Some food, a turkey on yeah. Thanksgiving. Uh, beautiful. A second word, inconspicuous. Dictionary. Yeah, so I can look up get that one. word. <laughs> in all honesty, no, I in all honesty, I just can't. What? We were so inconspic well, inconspicuous that day. Yeah, who, well, who you know, uses that word on any regular basis at well, all? Well, somebody somebody brought it up uh, in a conversation. They brought it up, and I all and I thought I, when I hear words I haven't heard in a while or used or inconspicuous. And I started thinking of moments like that. And the first thing I thought about is when I used to go to get adult videos at the adult video store and you had to inconspicuously make your way to that room in the back where everybody yeah. who goes in there is a fucking perv. Um, all right. You, had to, you uh, had to make yourself socially invisible where people yes. did not notice you going through the beads. Yes. You had to meander nearby yes. all the other things. And yes. then you would like almost like almost like drifting into a black hole. You would yeah. like walk backwards into the fucking yeah. heated room. You well, know, you, like, you're you're moving slow as you're looking at the DVDs, but you move <laughs> at the speed of light as you pop back through the curtain. Like, wasn't there a yeah. guy just there? Wasn't And the worst yeah. part is is when you get in there and then you make eye contact with the other fucking pervs in there. And you're, you're like, like, Oh, oh fuck, hi, Reverend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Senator. How's it going? Um, the the hammer videos are over here. Yeah. Uh, third word: wisdom. Oh, uh, I wish I would have listened to my father more. I wish I'd have paid yeah. attention to some of the stuff that he knew that I wish I knew now. Yeah. I, I, to, I think the, we don't pay, we don't, we younger people, even younger people than us, don't pay attention to people trying to say, listen to me. I've been here. I was, I was before you. I, I, right. I, I know how this movie ends. So let me help you out. Yeah. If you're about to climb a rock mountain and somebody says, yep, I just got back down. You want me to give you some advice? Fuck you. I got this. You know, um, that's yeah. There was always go, something okay, I was explaining. Don't, don't, yeah, you're yeah. like, okay, don't listen to me. Don't don't yeah, don't hammer yeah. a little loop up in the rock about six feet above your hand. Don't do that. Yeah, don't don't ask the guy who's laying there with his body looking like a mannequin if he should have listened. Uh, the expression. You ready? Next word. To prick. Yeah. What is it? 
to prick. To prick. Hmm. I would say that is a an owie from me reaching into my backpack and not realizing my sewing kit had come open and there was just needles in my mm. bag. Oh my god. You've never done anything like that? I mean, you know, not that specific, but you've never been like reached in and go, oh, God, there's an open can in there. Oh, yeah. Or, oh, yeah. Yeah. I've done that. You reach in, there's some shit in there, and you cut your finger. Um, to prick. That's something I did a lot when I was younger. Two young girls. I used to prick. To prick. To prick uh, or not to prick? <laughs> that is the question. <laughs> yes. Is it is it more noble in the mind to prick or to be pricked? <laughs> Um, so you would, you, you would, you and all, you and all Shakespeare at the bar when you were younger, you would look at yes. chicks at a bar and go to prick or not to prick. <laughs> yes. That is the question. Yes. <laughs> to, to prick must drink another drink before I prick. <laughs> um, choice. Uh, seafood. If I had a choice, I'd prefer seafood. Yeah. Nice. What's your favorite seafood? I love shrimp. Fried shrimp, boiled shrimp, uh, <laughs> shrimp, 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 Creole, shrimp, Fredo shrimp, butterfly shrimp. shrimp, butterfly shrimp, shrimp parmesan. I, just, I love shrimp. I just love. Like crab, I would eat crab, just not alive. But Five crab, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think because I my love... dad raised cattle when I was younger, I'm over meat. You know. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm like that. Like I love surf and turf. I, I and I get a nice steak. I love to get a lobster tail with it, just to have that. Nice yeah. Oh, I blend agree. Of food. I agree. Great. I agree with that. Uh, lucky Biden. That lucky some bitch got voted into the White House. <laughs> or did he? Um, yeah, or did he? Yeah. <laughs> um, lucky, lucky is not what I am because I've been playing the uh, the lotto for like four years now on a regular basis, and I have not won a million dollars yet, but other people oh. have. So I don't have the luck apparently. Not yet. Um, sexy. Chara. Yeah. Remember Chara? Yeah. Well, not. Yeah, had... I remember Charo, but not Charo specifically. Just the Charo esque. You know the the bigger hair, the uh, you know the whole, you know. Yeah, come fuck me attitude. Got it. Right. Um... Right. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, trolls. The view. Oh my god! Isn't that four? Isn't that four trolls? That might be yeah, five it's... trolls. I can't. I still to this day can't understand how anybody watches that show. And it, it, how many times is Whoopi going to apologize for being a complete fucking moron? Yeah. Uh, what was the last thing when they had um, uh, what's his name from Texas on there? Um, and that those people uh, protested. Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz is on there. 
you know, at least Whoopi said, "Hey, we'll got, we got this. Let us do our fucking job, you young." Yeah. And again, we're talking about what we were talking about earlier with this. The people that are pouring soup on uh, on fucking paintings and all this shit, gluing yourself to certain things. These are all people that, when you look at them, you know they have not suffered. They have. There's no, no. reason for them to be fucking complaining and worrying about all this shit. They're just trying. They're trying to make I, themselves I, relevant. I said when I saw those people throwing paint, that I've seen it twice now, throwing paint on on paintings and glued themselves to the wall, is leave them there. That that should be the punishment. Yeah. You've glued you've glued yourself to the wall. Now pull your hand off or just sit there and cry all you want to because we're not coming in with an aspartaining or whatever. Uh, uh, yeah. You know. Yeah, seems like not only is there a diesel shortage, but but, you know, acetate. Yeah, Uh, acetate. But acetate. But yeah, you know what I mean? Wouldn't that be the best punishment? We're like, hey, hold on, leave them there. Hey, great job, buddy. (laughs) That'd be funny. And you have somebody sitting there go, "We love your commitment. Congratulations. We'll just leave you here so you can really take pride in what you're doing." Yeah. Shut the lights, Malfoy. (laughs) I have to pee. Good luck. Turn off the heater. (laughs) <laughs> let's make it cold as fucking here um all right and our last word of let's associate fame uh out of my reach <laughs> yeah <laughs> i you know we all we all started off thinking we're gonna be you know movies sitcom talk shows and uh I I really believe I used to have a button years ago almost famous, or I'm yeah. and I had a T-shirt that said I'm famous in England. It's like there's <laughs> some but not enough, you know. Like yeah. my wife told me, as a comic, I've made my career, you know, all, all my life. I paid my bills basically telling jokes, whether it was stand up on the radio, whatever. She goes, "You are successful at what you're doing." Like, yeah, but I'm not famous. Does that right. make sense? Absolutely. And, you know, some people who get who some people are when they get it, realize that's probably not good because when you become famous, it's the old Pandora's box thing. You know, when you reach a certain yeah. level and you have all this light and incredible exuberant, you know, and then where do you go from there when it doesn't happen? I mean, Rob, Robin Williams killed himself because he knew he had Parkinson's and he realized that his days, there was no days that were going to be brighter in his mind than what he had yeah. already been through. And that, he you know, sometimes we keep top of the world, world famous, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, you realize, Hey, things aren't going to be better as good as this anymore, you know? And, uh, and that's the thing, you know, everybody keeps searching for all these great things, but you don't realize that it's not about getting to the great things. It's about the journey and the accomplishment you feel once it's all done. And when you yeah. wormhole your way through that, like a, like somebody who gets like gets work in a comedy club, because they got a billion views on fucking social media and they don't have, they never went to clubs and, and they made have their, no you know, yeah, and all that shit. You know, those people don't last, and uh, you know, well, fame like, you shouldn't know, be like the ultimate goal. You and I have worked together several times, and and the joy that you feel from any show that was just the, at the top of your game, you know, like like the, there's shows that you go that was out of the park. I couldn't have done better any way, shape, or form. And when those those nights happen, I mean, you could always have a, that's a home run that hit the fence. But when you've got one that's just like, oh my god, mm-hmm. that 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 is the greatest feeling in the world. I mean, when I've had nights that you go on stage, you're like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I feel like improvising tonight. I feel like just I'm yeah. gonna talk to the 
I'm going to, and all of a sudden you realized yourself that you did probably 30 minutes of stuff you've never said before in your life. And the crowd yeah. is like, at the end, you're like, damn, I'm good. You know, then you really feel yeah. like, damn, why isn't anybody noticing this shit? Well, it's like you said, when Don Rickles, you know, gave you that, that incredible, you know, uh, you know, acknowledgement yeah. to that, which you, who you are, you know, I, I, I this weekend, a, a young lady came to a, to do a guest spot at one of the shows. And, um, you know, I, I, you know, I always have my own thing about how people think of me. I'm a little who, whatever, but it was after the show, she was like, you are awesome. She goes, you just, you just said a few things and people laugh. Like you didn't have all these long structured jokes. You just said a few words and they laughed their fucking ass off. I'm like, yeah, thanks. You know, I didn't, I didn't realize. And it just, it was a great feeling that, Hey, this is what I've been working for, you know? Yeah. And, uh, well, absolutely. Years, years ago, years ago, Sam Kinison told me that I was one of the best editors of comedy that he'd ever seen. And, 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 but he goes, you only use the words that you need. It's not like you haven't, you didn't talk for 10 minutes to try to get to a punchline. It's like, say this. And that's that. And it's not like one liner jokes. It's still, and you see me, it's, there's a story to it, but there's a joke, you know, there's a joke every few, few seconds, minutes, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and I always say, I always give credit to Rich Voss for this because years ago when I worked with him, he said that to me, he's like, look, he goes, there's got to come a time where you're, you're not writing, you're not telling jokes and shit. You're just saying shit. That's funny. You know? And the first joke I ever wrote with that after that advice was I'm in a good mood. Cause I fit in this coat. It's my opening yeah. joke. I walk out and I'm like, I'm in a good, and it's not even a joke. It's just words that are funny because everybody's experiencing it right there and they get it. You don't have yeah. to explain it. You don't have to set it up. Nothing drives yeah. me more crazy when I see comics over setting up jokes. You know, it's exactly. like you, you almost have the, you get to the point, like, you know, where it's coming because all they keep doing is setting this thing up, uh, <laughs> which is worse. You know, not having a punchline. You know, a lot of young comics today think they can get they think their punchline is, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. You ever, you ever <laughs> bought a coat? Book. You ever bought a coat and, and it fit really good and you felt good in it? You know what I mean? Like, not what you, <laughs> a version of what you said, but makes no sense. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> I bought yeah. this coat. I ordered it online. You ever shop online? But look, it feels good. But just saying the words, Nothing. I'm in a good mood because... I yeah. fit in this coat. Right. Big difference. And uh and that's what I, that's one of the things in comedy I feel blessed with now. That I feel like that's that's something I'm tapped into. And I feel like all these years, you know, of doing it a certain way, thinking you're doing it great and doing it well, and then you realize there's so much more to this business. And I'm yeah. here to I'm here for the long haul. So uh that's all we have time for here on the Wake Up Play with Dougie Show. I want to thank my good friend Mr. Steve McGrew for joining us today. Well, you're welcome. Thanks for letting me wake up with you, Dougie absolutely and uh what's coming up man what do you got coming up that you want to share uh i'm coming uh out to do some shows with you out that that's way that's right that's and right I'm let you put up the dates and all that other stuff underneath this <laughs> we'll have that man i'm excited we are so excited to have uh first of all uh not that it's gonna happen not that we want to broadcast it but uh you're getting into town on tuesday november 15th i'm gonna come get you we're sharing an airbnb uh We'll probably have to, well, maybe we should bring your Pelosi uh, costume. <laughs> maybe, <you should> bring, <laughs> maybe we'll walk around the, the condo together with uh, hammers and in our underwear. And, um, but we're going to be at the Turtle Tavern in Delray on that Tuesday. Wednesday, Tavolino's November 16th. Great comedy show, the Wise Guys comedy show. You're going to have some of the greatest Italian food you've ever had. Um, Thursday at Club Brayman. You got to be a Club Brayman member 
uh, in West Palm Beach area. We'll be having a show there. And then uh, you're off on a cruise. Yeah, then I go for two weeks on a cruise, yes. Working a Rough cruise. Life. I'm not actually like, oh, yeah, bring me another one of these. No, I'm actually <laughs> doing shows. <laughs> yeah, my buddy Perry Sack, good time, longtime friend of mine, a, show, a friend of the show, says, when I posted the shows that you're coming to us, he goes, oh, my God, my wife and I were on a cruise. We saw him. I didn't know who he was, but he was fucking hilarious. I'm like, yeah, that's Steve McGrew, buddy. That's oh, Steve thank McGrew. You. Thank you're you. welcome. But uh, be sure to check out Steve McGrew's Twitter and all that and see how many people yeah, are trying to kill to him right now. Go to stevemcgrew.com and you can find all, all my social media links. There you go. And with that being said, this weekend I'm off. I'm actually going to spend a little time with the wifey for her birthday this weekend. We're excited. And uh, probably going to head to Vegas for a couple days. Uh, after that, like we said, I'm going to be in Florida. Uh, those dates I just mentioned. And on Friday and Saturday, the 18th and 19th, I believe, of November, I'm going to be headlining Gregory's Comedy Club in Cocoa Beach, Florida. Great room out there at Gregory's Comedy Club. Friday, Saturday shows at, uh, I think, uh, 8.30, 9 o'clock. I don't remember what time it was. I think it's 8.30. I don't know, 8 o'clock show. Anyway, go to Gregory's.com. Gregory's uh, in Cocoa Beach. I'll be there. My good friend uh, uh, who the fuck is opening? I just changed it. Um, I'll figure it out. Just go out to the date, go to dougalmeda.com for more dates. Other than that, guys, we'll be back next week with an all new show. Mike Lee and, and Adam Lowry, comedy club owners, new comedy club owners have great clubs in South Florida. We're going to talk the business comedy clubs and all that good stuff next week, right here on the show at the same spot. Take care. Yeah. <laughs>